Diary Entry Former Senior Special Agent Cecile Devereaux February the 12th, 2009, New York City Well, I had just got back from a run in Central Park and for the first time in a few weeks there was no pain. Shrapnel wounds heal slowly when the magical bandage stops working. That's all I can tell you. The law has left us. Their task of avenging Steno is dead finished. I guess I was lucky. Well, that's an understatement. I guess we all were. All of us that made it through, that is. I've been concentrating on getting well and looking forward rather than dwelling on a past that with every day becomes harder and harder to recall. That's why I really need to write this down now. I have a feeling the memories of Steno and the Yellow King may fade as fast as a morning mist of the Louisiana bayous. So the good news is, he's gone. Only Pierce saw what happened to him, and he stayed tight-lipped on the matter. I understand better than most that some memories are better kept under lock and key, so I'm not pushing. The others saw him enveloped in shadows from which he never emerged. That was the climax of a hard-fought battle that started on the treasure chest floating casino, ended with victory in the halls of Carcosa, thanks to the aid of the serpent man, Suthaka, Intel's first warrior, Alaria, and a few handfuls of American-made grenades. So, tomorrow is Karen Chance's funeral. I really don't know if I will attend. It's not the physical wounds. It's the mental ones. Tabitha Locke is insisting on being there, and I know both her and the others will think ill of me if I'm not there. Karen is being interned in her family's tomb on a lovely spit of land that overlooks Boston Bay. It's peaceful, but bleak as hell in February. The official version is that she drowned, but I've seen the post-mortem report that Chief passed on and she was strangled, probably by Bryce, who it seems has disappeared, fled the country. He's now up there on the most wanted list, which is cold comfort for all of us. I don't know about the others, but I'll be looking over my shoulder until that asshole is dusted and put in a grave. We paid a high price, all told. And those of us that lived possibly pay more than most. Chief has taken the time to sit down with all of us. He's remarkably sanguine, given all that's happened. And actually, once you give him a chance, he's a pretty insightful psych. I know the theory of survivor guilt, but that doesn't help with the sleepless nights and the shades of those that didn't make it back haunting every dream. Oh yeah, the dreams. More on that later. I have seen the stairs that take you beyond the walls of sleep, but I've not been brave enough to venture back down there. Maybe one day they'll disappear too. I can't say it would worry me if they did. Psychosis fill there generally. I heard the Thibodeau and Lomax are being investigated. Other than circumstantial evidence, there's not much to throw at them. Lomax apparently got the stuffing beat of Adam in a New Orleans casino bathroom the weekend after the event. 
A witness described a big man in a pork pie hat leaving shortly afterwards. Thibodeau is in the mental ward anyway, presumably as a result of whatever happened in the dreamlands when the Serpent Rebellion arose. I guess that put a dent in the Iron Army's plans, but for how long? Who knows? It looks to me that Thibodeau is a Chandler connection rather than a Steno one. I was providing backing rather than being fully involved, although, once again, trying to prove it will be a problem given the massive amount of inadmissible evidence. Michael Chandler is still at work somewhere, presumably in league with surviving Karatekia, and from what we've seen of what they're up to, that thought makes me sick to the core. Something for the next disposable heroes on the green line to pick up and run with. I've heard nothing about Tetch and Screech. They're in the wind somewhere, though, probably near a wild ocean shore, dreaming of their sleeping underwater god. Surely they're done for generations to come. Their hopes dashed. Worship has fled. I think the Brits have plans for them down the line once the Deep One colony is dealt with. Habitat denial is the plan, apparently. The Zeus men are scouting the deep drill oil rigs as I write this. It could create havoc with the environment down there for a while, but trust me, world, that price is worth paying. And so do the survivors. We lucky few. Pierce was not looking well last I saw him, although the relief of unloading the burden of command was tacit. He vanished off the grid for a while, back to his hometown, Chicago, and took Wilmot hunting in the Great Lakes. As I understand it, Hurley, he wants him to take over as the Special Operations Group team leader when his medical leave ends, now that Lansdale has gone back to D.C., I think that might be for the best. If anyone needs the FBI, it's Pierce. Frost is on medical leave in Miami and handed in his resignation. I understand he's going off to some Buddhist retreat in Tibet. Chief fears he may be the most damaged of all of us, as all his scars are on the inside, and he has an unhealthy obsession with all things of the occult now. Well, perhaps that also is for the best. I have seen darkness and light of war within him, so I hope he can find some kind of equilibrium away from the world, but I know from my mother's own experiences that magic is an addiction that is hard to kick, and like the worst substances, all-consuming. Frost absorbed so much, I fear for his long-term sanity, and given the guy saved my life, I feel a certain kind of obligation. Brad Wilmot emerged largely unscathed, as far as I can tell, which had come as good news to Beverly. I think she loves the guy, and I get the impression that he feels the same way. <laughs> Love among the wreckage. To me, he's always been the quiet, polite Marine, a man of few words who lets his deeds speak for him. Killing Angel brought him the closure he needed, a cathartic act. He was pretty much back to work the following day, a real G-man high flyer. Pierce would be lucky to keep him, as I don't think the Big Easy is really his scene. Chief? Well, Chief is mulling over going back to private practice as far as I understand it. Understandably, he feels the field may not be for him, taking him away from 
house, home, boat, and his beloved orchids. Hell, the guy can make amends serving rich clients as well as consulting for the institutions of the federal, state, and criminal courts. I just hope he's someone I'll stay in touch with. Tabitha is back home, preparing for her college application season. She's got a degree in law and philosophy at one of the Ivies in her sights, and I'd back her to get there. Her mother, Cassandra, has gone into rehab, the end of the king's influence having brought forth a stone-cold moment of clarity. Elizabeth Firth sent me a card from Hawaii. She's recovering from the gut wound she took on Ascension Night. I wonder what the fallout within the various Majestics will be, given that she clearly disobeyed orders. I hope that she'll be okay, even if she is a woman in black. So for me. Well, I sent my ID and badge back to Hurley with my notice. I can't go back to the 8 to 5. Mike Hampton's death gave me some clarity, and my ex, Roger, and I are going to give it another go, just for Amy's sake. I'm going to try my hand at some P.I. work. Chasing cheating husbands and wives and finding missing cats is about all the excitement I want in the near future. Delta Green carries on, so I understand. It endures, even it has taken a blow to its assets. We never did hear what happened to Adam or Nancy. Part of me never wants to hear from any of the Greeks again, as Pierce called them, but part of me is terrified of what the future may bring if they don't get into Chandler and his gang. Whatever, it won't be my concern. No more nights at any operas for me. And the Big Easy? It's recovering, slowly. The scars of fire and civil unrest are being steadily erased, just as the floodwaters of Katrina ebbed away in time. The people of the Crescent City are resilient and will rebuild. That's why they throw hurricane parties down there. I understand the house on Domain Street still stands, although it's a burned-out shell. I hope for all our sakes they just knock it down. I don't know if I'll keep this diary or not, but lest we forget, I had a dream last night. It was one that was shared by Chief, Tabitha, and I suspect all of the others. I was walking in a dark forest beneath a purple sky when I came into a clearing where a man in a tattered cloak stood waiting, his face hidden in the shadow of his hood. He asked for the path to the city, and when I put it out to him, he said, Strange the night where black stars rise, and strange moons circle through the skies, but stranger still is lost Carcosa. Is the cycle of the Yellow King starting again on distant Ithil? Was the serpent correct, and there was nothing we could have done? Is all we have done, and all the lives sacrificed been in vain? You know, it could break you to even begin to think about it. So I won't. <laughs>